Hey, welcome to Successful Comedy Podcast, episode 18. Uh, still in the midst of a of a, an absence of half of our hosts. Nicolina is still in Tunisia. Not even sure if she's ever going to come back. I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be back by now, but she's not here. Uh, and that's actually, you know, it, it bummed me out last week. I was I was going to record a podcast. I sat down and I recorded about 30 minutes of an absolute fucking abortion. I was like, I'm not even saving this. It was it was terrible. I didn't know what the hell to talk about, and I was like, no, I, I need a guest, you know. So today I am remedying that situation, and I have a good friend of mine who has been talked about many times on this on this podcast, and uh, that is the legendary Misha. Um, hey, oh. <laughs> hi again, uh, Stephen. Uh, thank you. Um, mm. Good to be here. Thanks. Yeah, and. Uh, in, in the SCP studio, <laughs> right. which is just the balcony, the semi-indoor balcony. Uh, yeah, what can I say? I've known you for a long time. We've mentioned you quite a few times on the podcast uh, with our Misha stories. I've talked about, uh, for example, actually, there's one story that I that I talked about. I gave a great story too, and I also had. Nicoline laughing her ass off, which is kind of hard to do to get her to laugh hard. Um, but she uh, was laughing at the story. It was the story of how you got the nickname uh, translated to English Lemon Juice Man. <laughs> and uh, I think that, that recording got lost, so hopefully we can go over that one later. But you were a guy that... I'll, I'll put it to the listeners this way. Uh, Amsterdam is this place, it's a city with a lot of fucking people in it, but you're going to find out very commonly that the people you meet tend to know each other, even though you didn't know that they knew each other, there's, everyone kind of knows everybody here a little bit, like, at least people in the same, similar age groups and stuff, they kind of know each other, and, uh, so many times I've met a friend, you know, and then maybe next year I meet another new person and stuff, turns out they know my first friend quite well, like, the same with Sammy and Nicoline, like, I didn't know Sammy knew Nicoline, I just started talking to her about Sammy once, and she was like, Sammy, like, de Groot? I know that motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> he, was, he was my first boyfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a small scene. Yeah, it's a small scene. Yeah. Of actual cool people hang out and stuff. It's a small scene. But you were one of those people as well. That, you know, I met you separately from, from my other friends, but you guys all knew each other, and then eventually I see everybody all at the same time. Yeah. I think pretty much by this point I've collected all the ones that are worth meeting. There's a few that aren't involved, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Masha. I have no desire to hang out with that person. <laughs> For example. Well, she ain't here, is she? So. No, she ain't. No. Well, she I mean, would never be. There you go. <laughs> I would never allow her in this house. <laughs> she, isn't, she is not allowed in this household. <laughs> oh, man. So, we've known each other for, I think, um... Since 2012, or no, 11. My guess is 2011. That's my guess on how long we've known each other. I think it's like that. I think it's 11 that we met. Because we met not too much longer after me meeting Nicoline. And I might have actually met you before Nicoline. Somewhere around the same time. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at, <clears throat> at, at parties. The Raghorn or something like that. And I, I met you there. And, uh, at first it was just, like, passing conversation, like, uh, you have, uh, long papers, something like that. 
<laughs> and uh, then uh, there was one point where I believe I was tripping balls. Well, I wasn't tripping balls, but I was tripping on acid. And I was hanging out with that group with the really weird gay Indian guy. Oh, and Emma. And, and Mo, Emma right? and uh, Godzilla. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was hanging around them because they were borrowing long papers off of me, too. And <laughs> and uh, then you kind of pulled me out of it a little bit. You pulled me away a little bit. Like, hey, you want to go hang out? And this isn't the first time that we met, but I consider it the first time that we actually met and, like, had an actual conversation. Oh, yeah, sure. Like that. that was when we, like, I think it was, like, when we exchanged names, you know? Like, I had known you by face. Oh, mm-hmm. that guy. And I was tripping. So I was like, yeah, why not? I'll go with this guy. And you took me to, uh, you said it was a good place for tripping. And I was like, okay, it's either going to be a good place for tripping or I'm going to get raped by a peer. One or the other. (laughs) It's Europe. You know, when in Rome. But, so I went with you and you took me to this bench that was on top of a slight hill or or, or on the top of an incline that goes down to some rocks straight to the harbor. The deck. Yeah, the dike, exactly, uh, on the side of uh, Rathort, which, uh, for the people who don't know, we've mentioned it in previous podcasts, but uh, Rathort is like this former uh, uh, merchant mili- uh, merchant navy village and stuff like that, um, where they had ships docking and tradesmen living and stuff. It had a little church, about 15 houses or so, and uh, the village was abandoned, of course, after a while. I think somewhere somewhere uh, after World War II, during the rebuild efforts, it was squatted by uh, a lot of people, workers and artists and the like, and they built, refurnished those places and made workshops for them to make art, and some of which these artists had actually contributed to the new art that was put up in place of the shit that was destroyed in the city. You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, Eventually, you know, so it's, it's basically a squat, but back before it was people with Molotovs and shit like that. It was back when they were literally rebuilding the country. So it's been around for a long-ass time, and it eventually became a historical monument and stuff. But the, that's the official story. But they also hold, like, crazy drug raves there every night. Not every night, but most nights, especially in the warmer months. And there's a church there that I mentioned before, and inside that church is where they hold the raves oftentimes. There, well, there's multiple buildings there, so they hold them in different buildings sometimes. It's like that barnhouse, warehouse, barrack thing that they throw things in sometimes. Um, but yeah, so it's like this, it's this rave place and everybody who's in their twenties who wants somewhere actually cool to go in Amsterdam will go there. If you want to go to a cool party and meet a lot of people and stuff, then that's, that's where you're going to go. Is the church of everything that, uh, God forbid. Mm. And it's, uh, and it's uh, favorite fools or something like that. It has a sign on the door. Yeah. And uh, uh, something with fortune and fools. Oh, okay. I have no idea about um, it. Oh, it's because of this thing that's on... The, it's basically because of the church itself that it's a historical yeah. landmark. And those people uh, are upkeeping it pretty well. So that's that they, they are the owners of it and stuff. So it's, it's an official organization. So also in the past few years, you had pointed out to me that they kind of toned down on the partying a bit. Mm-hmm. They totally still do it, but they also do like kids events in the day. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So because of that, you can imagine there's a bit of a toning down of of the of the hardcore stuff in the middle of the night. So they don't always do it. They uh, still hold the big fest there though. Solstice and shit like that happens true, there still. But and that's uh, you know. 
than they do, but it's now more of a carcass of Gaiakuri than, you know, the actual yeah. thing. I'm and really glad that I was actually able to go there when it was still kind of a crazy cool place to You to, still got to, to see it a little bit. I got to know. see it, yeah. Oh, I've, I definitely got to, I can't imagine it could have gotten cooler than it already was. Like, I can't imagine, like, uh, unless they brought RoboDoc there or something. Like, oh. you know what I mean? Like, uh, or if, like, Fish played there or something, okay. <laughs> it would be cool. <laughs> I... I, I forget exactly how long you've been here, and I also forget... Since uh, 09, but the first time I've been there was maybe 2010. Right, I also forget when they put up those fences. Yeah. Uh, but that's just to stop people from sneaking into their paid events, but you no, can no, still no, do no, it. No, 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 I mean on the other side. Hmm. Those fences. I don't know those. Well, well, that company that bought the land... Yeah. Which is right next to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, even the dike is not, like, closed, you know? Okay. Well, those fences, all that shit, th- those were open fields. Uh-huh. And that would be ju- and that would be just camping for, uh-huh. for, for festivals, for oh, a bunch of other shit. So, it's stuff where I've camped before. That's no longer... So, it, like, cuts off right at the church or something now? No, no, no. So, not the field by the church. Check it out, actually. I'll, okay. Uh, it's, uh, pretty messed up. I went up there. I went up there once with uh, with Sammy actually, and and uh, uh, so sad. Uh, Dijkhoord. Should I just put mirror? Like no, just uh, a deck. Check out now current pictures of the deck. Okay, Dijkhoord deck. Let's see. Images, images. Uh. I don't really see anything here. I think the SEO is not really pushing the wall up to up to the top of the results. Um, mm, no, I don't really see it. Or check on uh, aerial shot. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, well, let me just let me tap into the satellite link. Yeah. Anyways. Um, there used to be big open fields before that company moved in. Okay. Well, whatever. So all that, sh- all that shit was. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I already had. There's plenty of camping space there anyway. And um, that's where they used to build. Like, if you check out some old pictures, you'll you know, you'll see like crazy high towers out of pallets and shit like mm-hmm. that, like okay. forts and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. All right. Well, as long as... They still got a ton of fucking land there. They have all the places to do the raves, and they have the outdoor fire and stuff like that still, right? That big fire pit? They still got that, right? Outside the church? Yeah, but... Okay, uh, dope. That's all I care about. I used to hang out there all the time. That's not a whole lot of land, but whatever. No. No, I'm saying they all have all the... And also, all the the camping that the people actually live on, the caravans, and where they put up all those, uh, those canvas teepees and stuff, they still have that, right? What? The places where the horses were and the canvas teepees and stuff for the yeah. employees of the, that stuff's still there, yeah. right? Oh, they got tons of land, man. If if what I'm imagining, because I remember being on the wanderable grounds of the place and there's a lot of space. They have a wonderful place going going there, and they don't ever have to leave, and it's fantastic. It's a shame about the uh, uh, the ADM, mm. which is I did a whole podcast on that with Kuhn and his roommates uh, Elias. Right. We had we had a good breakdown for a couple hours on that, like how 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 it all went down and stuff. And that was originally we intended to have you there too, but you were hungover or something like that. You weren't gonna have it happen. 
And honestly, it wouldn't have happened anyway if I hadn't gone all the way over to Coon's house. Mm-hmm. Oh, dead day. He was just in his pajamas, so he didn't have to do shit in order to, uh... True. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. We broke that down pretty much, and... Basically, you know, now it's some weeks weeks afterwards, and, and more shit happened, actually, uh, since then. And basically, the end of it is that, uh... ADM's done. They're fucking... The grounds is being destroyed now. They're tearing down those buildings and shit. That's over. Uh, the sludge fields that they got moved to, they're import- putting more and more regulations on them, and they're trying to get them out of there already. Like, they're all, apparently they're saying, like... they But I think it's they've already tried throwing parties there when they've already said that they can't party there. So they've already tried throwing parties there and stuff, so that's not working. And they've been doing a lot of money-raising events all throughout the city, and they're raising 100 bucks here and there, even, like, parties in London and stuff. I saw some Chinese squatter... Uh, activists or something like that posting solidarity for ADM as well yeah, uh, on it's, social media uh, all big. over the place yeah it's pretty big but unfortunately I've seen how this kind of stuff happens this is as far as it's going to go it's going to be people posting pictures on social media of saying solidarity for that da, 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 da. but you know that's just basically being like thoughts and prayers mm-hmm. and it doesn't fucking do anything what are you going to do take your solidarity and, and build a fucking wall around ADM so that they couldn't have uh, kicked them out of it or something like there's you know nobody militarized that movement I wish those Molotovs were real and they actually used them like the city wouldn't know what the hell to do if they actually had like they had 150 people there or something and plenty of young strong people there they could have fought that shit and I would have rather have seen that honestly Get the women and, and, and kids out of there, the, the mothers and kids out of there, you know, get them out of there, and then everyone else who has an able body fucking fight to keep that place. Fuck it, you know? Uh, uh. Be a political prisoner if you have to, who gives a shit, you know? Like, the, the prison system here's a joke anyway, you'll be out in six months tops. They could have just gone, they could have just gone Mad Max. They should have, they really should have, they should have brought all the Robodoc stuff out and fucking flamethrowered them and stuff with giant fucking mm-hmm. Truckzilla. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been cool. Fortified building. The shopping cart the hobo robot that they built, just walking, but it had like a mini gun set up in, in the fucking cart, and it's just walking, <laughs> slowly walking towards the spring bullets. In there. <laughs> that would be amazing. It's too bad. The place is done, and they're even getting kicked out of that place. Uh, Fort Felson. You know that? That they... In Vapor Bike or yeah, something? Yeah, It's yeah, gone yeah. today. I know. This morning. I know. 8 o'clock or something like that. They had to go. Yeah, I saw. And what sucks about that is that the community around uh, that place was all for it. They're mm-hmm. like... They actually really like what they've done with the place already. Well, like, in the two months that they had it, they did a lot with it. And, and they're like, this is actually really nice that they're turning it into something. And, and actually focusing on the history of the building itself and turning it into, like, a cultural center and stuff like that. That's dope. And they're like, yeah, well, no. And there was also that restaurant. Yeah, in Kadulun. Yeah. Same story. Yeah, Same yeah. Man, he, they tore it down. Partially. They they, da- they damaged it. Yeah. They, they pulled an ADM and damaged the building yeah. so it couldn't be inhabitable anymore. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing about squats is it has to actually be physically inhabitable. Like, it has to have a roof and walls. So if you crack that open, you mm-hmm. can't, it can't squat it. It doesn't fit under the old laws. So it just doesn't, you know, you're not going to want to anyway. Yeah, and that's actually, that guy might get in trouble for it, but he won't. Because it was a, a very, very old place that had been open for a long, 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 long time. Um, like, uh, I don't know if it's a historical landmark, but I think things become historical after a certain amount of years already. Even if they're not registered. 
Either they way, are considered I, it. You have to get it inspected by someone before you can demolish it. And and like if they say like this is deemed historical, you have to keep the building in its original state. Sure. And I believe that it, it was deemed historical. Yeah, it was. Well, but, he's probably gonna pay some money for it, and then that's gonna be it. Yeah. They're exactly. not gonna put him in jail for this. What are you gonna do? It's his building. He owns it. He's gonna pay a fine to a historical society for failure. Da 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 da. And then that's gonna be that. And then he's gonna go on to build some high riser. No, it's a small plot of lands. He's gonna, he's gonna. There's something there that makes money is gonna be put there. It's a shame, you know. But I can also see why they don't want it here. I get it. I get that, man. We're, this country is very profitable and and very uh, well to do. Like this country is full of rich people. Squatters here is, is kind of out of place. Like squatters in Barcelona makes a lot more sense. You know, there's a lot of people that just they can't afford to do it because there's no work. They can't afford to live in a house because there's just no work, you know? Sure. And they literally go out and busk every day to make money to pay the electric bills in their squats. That's what they do. Uh, I hung out with some of those guys in Barcelona before. Yeah, sure, I know. I know. Those guys are serious. The cops don't fuck with them because, one, the cops don't have enough money, and, two, they fight back. And they don't have money to arrest all those people either. Like, like they can't keep putting people in their jails and stuff. They don't have the resources to fucking feed all those people in jail overnight and stuff for... for uh, fighting back over their home getting taken away. Everyone's too broke. Yeah, it's it's great. It's 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 horrible over there, but if you're a squatter, you can have a pretty good time over in, in Spain, even in the big cities. Madrid, Barcelona, places like that. You just gotta get in good with people though. Yeah, sure. It's nowhere near as fucking bad, obviously, as in other countries. No. But it still but but it still makes sense. This is a country that's like if you want to live here you better make money. That's what that's that's the whole thing about this country. That's, and, and if you want to live cheap in the Netherlands, you got to move the fuck out of the cities and far from them too. You got to move to Friesland. Yeah, see, and that's bullshit. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, but that's because of the economy of this place. We have a very good economy, and 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 you wouldn't want it the other way around, really. Like it wouldn't be that great the other way around because everyone would be broke. Well, no, <laughs> the shit wouldn't be cheaper either. It just it, everyone would be broke. It doesn't have to be exactly the other way around, but you know. Yeah. This is getting ridiculous. It is getting ridiculous. And it it is. the housing stop. prices going up is, is ridiculous. And uh, that's the whole point. And that's it's not point. going to stop because... Of course not, but this still. Uh, I hate to say it this way, but this isn't America. Because in America, this would not be allowed to happen. Like sure. this, It goes on in New York City and Los Angeles uh, because of specific state laws. But most of the states, they don't allow this kind of fucking shit to go on. Um, but it's partially because of the social system. It feeds into the paid system in the wrong way. So that makes a, a, some strange loopholes for people to, to nab up a lot of houses for cheap. Uh, there's a lot of people who come from money and just did a lot of real estate, real estate grabbing and turn everything into very expensive apartments or Airbnb things. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of factors. It's a combination of a lot of factors, and the bubble will burst. But it's not just a housing bubble that's going to burst. Something else has to fuck up first where those people stop making money off of stuff and no one's able to afford those rent prices anymore Something except for people who don't actually live here and just pay it and they live. Like, you know, Johnny Depp who mm-hmm. owns... Uh, Madonna also owns an apartment on the uh, the same street as the Malumelo. Huh. I forget what it was called. What is it? Right? Isn't that weird? Like, <laughs> well, you know the street I'm talking about. Yeah. Down the little canal that, that yeah, where, yeah, the, yeah. where the uh, uh, course of coffee used to be. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Huh? Leinbahnsgracht. Yeah, there it is. So on this street, uh, one of those, I, we, me and Kuhn looked at uh, apartments once for fun, like mm-hmm. the mo- and just made it like filtered it to where the highest stuff first in Amsterdam, sure. and the apartments in there are massive. You wouldn't believe it from seeing the fronts of these buildings. They're massive. It'll be one front door, but they got like two of those apartments. They they yeah, and it's deep. It's really deep. It goes far. It goes really far. And the top floors, they knocked down the walls of the addresses and shit and made it, like, mm. three houses, three addresses, yeah, yeah, three yeah, different yeah. buildings is one floor. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. It's, it's really crazy. And Madonna owns one of those on that street, like, not too far from the from the Malu Mello. She's never here, but she just has the property, you know. I used to be in office like that. Yeah. That was pretty cool, because I spent more time smoking on the roof than mm. actually doing shit. Yeah. And, uh, and she kept paying me like even after like once uh, once a year still get money from the from it okay <laughs> cool uh, Anyways. shit but yeah the reason <laughs> the way we met was you took me to that bench <laughs> and I was tripping and it was like Sunrise is about to happen or something like that, I believe. It was pretty late at night. And, um... started asking me weird, like, uh, would you rather or what if questions about the universe and shit. Huh. I don't remember exactly what it was because I was tripping, and it was a long time ago. But I do remember them being profound questions, and that's when I was like, I like this guy. And we had already exchanged numbers, apparently. But then after that point, we kind of started hanging out. That's what I remember. Especially once I figured out that, like, you also knew other of my friends, or went to school with other people of my friends, and I was like, oh, cool. Damn, this keeps happening. No. I slowly met everybody in this, this circle of people who know each other quite well. Maybe they don't hang out all the time, but they all know each other quite well. I slowly weaseled my way into this group. <laughs> I'm the American one. <laughs> Sneaky, yeah. Sneaky Steve. Everyone else is just a bunch of Dutch people. Or at least they grew up here, you know, at the very least. Like, you're not Dutch, but you grew up here. So, where are you from, exactly? Russia. Where in Russia? St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, I think that's specific. I didn't know. you actually in the city of St. Petersburg? Wow. Cool. Uh... I was born right before it was renamed to St. Petersburg. What was it called before that? I didn't know that. Leningrad. What? Leningrad. Leningrad. Oh, okay. I've heard of that. I didn't know that... I've only heard that as a word. You know what I mean? It's like, sure. like I've heard of Cardi B as being a thing, but I've never... <laughs> yeah. I've never actually spotted one. <laughs> so Leningrad, I knew of that as being a thing. I didn't know it was... So that's the name of the city. Is Grad is means like city or mm. something like that. Something like that. Mm. <laughs> you grew up in a gulag. <laughs> so, but the difference between Leningrad and Saint Petersburg was like after. It's it's not communist anymore. Is that what it was? This is this is you're talking to an American right yeah. now. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Okay, so it, so it was. I think it was like when communism was done there, Lenin was done there and stuff, and they issued their, well, their own flavor of democracy, right? <clears throat> Mafia-controlled democracy or something like that sure. instead. Yeah. Okay. And so, what brought you to? Uh, when did you come to Amsterdam or the Netherlands? Uh. Ninety-seven. Okay. Ninety-seven. How old were you? Eight. Eight. You're pretty little. Okay. So you did most of your growing up here, but uh-huh. but you speak fluent Russian, right? Because I've heard you on the phone with your mom mm-hmm. before. Like fluent, fluent. Like you're good. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Like that's that's actually really dope. Because Russian, is, at least from my point of view, is a really hard to understand language. <laughs> like it just makes no sense to me, and the letters are even more confusing. You know, mm-hmm. like when when I see them, I see them as backwards letters of my kind. But it's not backwards letters; it's just different. Le- <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yes. But my I see it as just like what, what's that backwards end? It doesn't sound like what you think it sounds like, though. What does that backwards end sound like? <coughs> uh, e. E. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it's the same with Greek as well. I, I learned a little bit of what the pronunciations are of letters of the alphabet of Greek when I worked at the Greek restaurant with Nicoline. Because they also, like, I would just, like, the dishes were all named in Greek, so I would just kind of figure it out. And then I would see, like, they have it in English letters or, like, in, in Roman letters. And then underneath he would write it in Greek as well. And then I would look at it closely, like, oh, I see how it's, like, here's the English, how you would pronounce it phonetically in English. And then here's the characters underneath, like that I kind of got, and I would start to memorize the food names, like Kolokiti Kaftenis. <laughs> this is a type of meatball. <laughs> They're long. <laughs> this kind of shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, Russian's crazy. So it's impressive that that you that you know that, but it's less impressive that like you're raised with it. So like when you're when you're born with that as your other language it's, it's just like learning any other languages growing up as a child I, I assume yeah but but then <laughs> what's more impressive is that you are fluent also in Dutch um, as far as I can hear at least yeah but there's but I, pro- I probably would have lost my Russian mm-hmm. if my mother hasn't been very strict about it well, your mom is very strict about keeping your Russian. Well, she was when I was little, okay. like extra cool. homework and shit. That sounds cool, though. That's <laughs> like you will keep. I can hear like the Russian music in the background of this scene. She's like, you will learn the mother language. You will keep the language. Like you start saying shit in English, and she's like, what was that? And slap you across the mouth, like <laughs> no English in this household. <laughs> Misha Mussolini Khodkov. <laughs> Do not speak the devil's English. <laughs> but then, okay, so about English, did you learn, did you already know a bit of English in Russia, or? No, but... It started here? Yeah, but I learned it from Kurt's network in video games. But also school, right? Because they have you learn English there, right? Yeah, but... I had it at school, but I learned, but... I knew it at school, but if I learned... You, if you grow up in the, the Netherlands, you're going to learn English for sure. That's just how it is over here. Especially as a little kid, you know... Like, Subtitle TV and cartoons, Exactly, yeah. subtitles. Dutch subtitles, English-speaking. Yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, it's a shame that they're, you know, phasing that out. Yeah, that, well, I mean, they Engine have more to... money, so, but 
But also, you know, actually, I'm actually kind of okay with it because, you know, that was back in back then they didn't have such a strong program for learning English. Nowadays, they have a strong school program for learning English for kids, so they don't need to learn it from TV. So they can have their Dutch kid cartoons, and that's also good that, like, maybe they also have a strong Dutch. Because I also speak to a lot of, like, I guess you could say Dutch millennials, and some of these people talk, like, a fucking fourth grade level in Dutch. Sure. Like, they're, like, like for a great example, Emma. You yeah, know, like, sure. her vocabulary is stunted in any language, man. Like, wow, that girl is... I could, even I could understand her, and I was only here for a few years. Sure, but my point is, if you're... If you're show, showing some shitty Disney show, then why dub it to Dutch? And well, yeah, well, I think, I think, I think it's it's a preferred thing. I think little kids actually prefer it. When you're you don't know what you want when you're a little kid, but you want what you're familiar with, and your parents raise you speaking Dutch, and so then this comes in, and then you know they just want to watch their cartoon and learn about colors. They don't want to learn the language on top of it. You know what I mean? Sure. Because I, I don't know. Maybe that's just it's just me spitballing here. I could be completely wrong about this, but I think maybe it's something like that. Like, I think also a kid doesn't really give a shit. They got a cartoon on. When I was little, I used to watch um, Dragon Ball GT in Spanish because it was the only channel that had it. Like one of this Telemundo or something mm-hmm. had Dragon Ball GT, which I had never seen before. This was early days, so this was like I think I I think um, Mexico had the. Dragon Ball series dubbed into their language long before America did, before the Funimation dubs and shit. Uh, so I used to watch fucking uh, Spanish uh, Dragon Ball GT. You know why? I didn't understand a single word of it. Could have been Japanese as far as I knew. I was watching it because of the little cartoon Monkey Boy. You know, I was really mm-hmm. enjoying the moving colors and the cartoonish and the fighting and stuff. And that was cool. That was enough for me. You know, Power Rangers, I hated the fucking cutscenes with, with the American school students. Mm-hmm. I loved the fighting scenes when it was clearly just Japanese actors from a show that looks like it was 20 years older than the... <laughs> that was really funny. Did you watch that shit as a kid? Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, yeah, the first one? Yeah, a bit. The fighting cutscenes were really grainy and old. They looked like they were from the 80s, and then the other cutscenes where they're, like, at school doing their daily life was, like, straight-up 90s stuff, like, mm-hmm. completely different. It's really weird. And when the bad guys were talking like Rita Repulsa and stuff their mouth never matched what they were saying it was like just dubbed English over Japanese mouths and stuff <laughs> that's funny all of them are different heights and shit suddenly <laughs> they're all like this tall <laughs> yeah so you came here when you were like eight you started learning Dutch English came as well because of Dexter and, and uh, Dexter's lab rather and uh, shit like that cow and chicken Cow and chicken and Ren and Stimpy is an excellent way to learn English. <laughs> and then, of course, music and TV shows and stuff like that. The further west you go in Europe, by the way, uh, you get a lot more like American and, and uh, UK influence. You got a lot of these TV shows, they're dubbed. People here, I think, that were born in the 70s and later, they all have a very good handle of English. Uh, 60s, it gets a little different, but, but not so not everywhere. It just depends on where you come from. If you get out of Amsterdam, it's uh, it gets a little tricky. If you want to talk to somebody who's like 80 years old anywhere in this country, you, you should probably speak Dutch. Because their English is very bad, and they probably just don't want to talk to you because they're embarrassed to speak English. <laughs> it's adorable <laughs> when that happens. <laughs> they would like, ask me, I had like a really old Dutch person going through once asking me directions in Dutch, and I was like, 
uh, I, I gave him a response in English and he was like, never mind. And he walked away <laughs> and I had to stop him and I was like, I say it in Dutch. Go <laughs> he was like, never mind. I've had people like come up and ask me shit in Dutch before and, and I'll start replying in English and they don't say anything, just turn around and walk away. Like, like I'm not actually a person. Like, oh, I thought you were a human being, but you're not. <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, uh... Why did you guys come to the Netherlands? Uh... Because... Life's kind of simpler here. You know, it's less survival. Less dangerous, or I guess you could say. Oh, Maybe you could feel better about letting your kid walk down the streets alone and stuff. Yeah. Run to the store for you. So she, she, it's, this is a much less dramatic version, but when my parents, when I was a kid, my parents moved from this crappy town, Joliet, to Plainfield, which is a considerably nicer town with people of better class and stuff like mm-hmm. that, because they did not want me going to Joliet high schools because they had gangs, metal detectors, mm-hmm. drug dogs going through the school and shit. It was, it's, it's, it's a fucking zoo at the Joliet public schools. Sure. They're bad. They, like, actually got serious gang members and shit. It's fucked. You know, otherwise I would have to go to a religious school, and those ones are much better, but I don't want to go to a religious school. Mm-hmm. So they moved to Plainfield because they had a very good school district, you know, and, and uh... It's like a big reason why they did that, and also we had they had more kids afterwards, and they wanted them to also go to good schools, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that, except moving to a completely different country with different language and stuff like. And it's a long trip, by the way, from from the Netherlands to Russia. Where is Saint Petersburg? Is it in the middle, west, east? Uh, what? Uh, so okay, it's 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 not the furthest you can go in Russia or something, because no. that'd be crazy. No. To no. China. no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You got a lot of Chinese people in Russia? Oh, at some point, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when you get, it's like a fader switch where you see like a gradient where it slowly turns more and more yellow as you go to. The... <laughs> it goes from red to yellow, and you're kind of from like the middle left where it's just like yeah, uh, reddish orange. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's not, oh, it's not that far. Okay. But also, um, Kazakhstan has, has like a similar thing with you guys a little bit, right? Because they speak also Russian in Kazakhstan. Yeah. Right? Okay, so one thing I noticed is that I've, I've known a few people from, from Kazakhstan. Um, but also, uh, a friend of mine from Kazakhstan who lives, whose, uh, mother moved him and his brothers here when they were little. Uh, they came from Kazakhstan and moved to Den Haag, and now he lives in Amsterdam and stuff. Uh, but he looks super Asian, but he's Kazakh, and his family's Muslim. But he looks like a Japanese guy. (laughs) And he speaks Russian. (laughs) And he makes Asian jokes all the time because he's not really Asian, he just looks like it, you know, like... It's weird. It's super weird, you know. Like it's it's such a strange thing because he really does he, everything about him, like like the hair, everything. Except he's quite tall. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, a quite tall Asian guy. It's it's very funny. <laughs> it's very funny, and his family's Muslim. He's not Muslim, but his family is, and uh, his brother is and stuff. You know? Yeah, it's it's that was an interesting thing. But he did, like, some growing up, even to, like, his teens in, in Kazakhstan. And, 
one interesting side note is apparently not everywhere in Kazakhstan, but where he's from, has a ritual that you do as a coming of age as a man. You climb this particular mountainous area, not to the top of the mountain, but as high as you can get, and you plant an avocado seed. And it's one of the hardest trees to make grow, especially in that kind of altitude and stuff. And so uh, if if you sprout a tree, then you will have a very prosperous life and stuff like that. You know, you actually make it grow and stuff. And you see a lot of these avocado trees and people tending them and stuff. He did that as well, but I, I don't think it grew. I don't know. Because it, it's rare when it actually grows. It's hard to make it happen. <coughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird place to come from. But I found that interesting. Like, I didn't really know that there were many places outside of Russia where people spoke Russian. You know? I didn't know that. So it's also kind of interesting that it's a it's a it's a useful language outside of outside of Russia, at least somewhat. Other than communicating with Russians who aren't living in Russia, <laughs> you know. But uh, okay, cool. Came here for better life and shit. Dope, dope. And it is a better life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you wouldn't you wouldn't go to Russia. I remember one time you were telling me like fuck this shit and you wanted to go move to Russia. You were thinking of going back there or something. Or maybe you're just entertaining the thought or just pissed or something. Because they've also, like, I've had immigration issues like crazy, and mine is kind of understandable because I'm not from any kind of European Union commission of any kind, of any sort or whatever. But when you came over here, you guys came over here completely legally and everything like that, and you spent the majority, like, the vast majority of your life you've spent here. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you're, like, 28 or so now? 29? Three. Huh? Thirty. You're thirty. Uh huh. Already. Uh-huh. When was your birthday? December. It was in December. Oh then. Oh, I think I post something to you. Oh, happy, happy birthday. So now you're thirty. Welcome to the club, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Being thirty is nice. And did you notice anything different? Click when you turn thirty, like in terms of like sleep schedule or or things like that and routine. Uh no. Oh, I did. But, but, uh, but I'm obviously not twenty anymore. Just yeah. put it that way. I noticed that too. Like I think maybe a week after I turned thirty, the first time I ever tweaked my back while trying to lift something, and then I was kind of hobbling around the house for a few days before it got better. And I was like, "Wow, like really like that, huh?" <laughs> it's like I thought it was like a gradient, and if you take care of yourself, it just kind of fades into it eventually. But like, nope, thirty, like click, <laughs> back pain, <laughs> falling asleep at eleven o'clock, waking up at seven thirty. <laughs> it just started happening for me. It really did. Like, even when I'm not working, I just wake up at 7.30. Fuck. Huh? Yeah. Ah, well. Well, I'm glad. Well. I'm a few years ahead of you, though. I'll be 33 this year. Huh? In May. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, Welcome to the club. I think you're the first of... I think you're the only one of my friends who, uh... Who is actually in his 30s now. (laughs) All my friends are in their 20s and still acting like they're hot shit and stuff, and I'm just kind of sitting there waiting and watching it, watching for it, you know, like, I can't wait till Nicoline turns 30. But she's going to fit into it well. She's going to go into it well, because she's already a grumpy old bitch. (laughs) She totally is. going to choose not to have kids and replace that with cats instead. <laughs> yeah. So how about Nicoline? She, uh... 
She hasn't been around. She went to Tunisia, which, as far as I know, is a pretty Muslim country. Her boyfriend's Muslim, so... Why, why, why didn't she go? Okay, so... All of our friends have some immigration shit, basically. He sure. also had this issue. But uh, I know his story, and it's... He didn't come here... He came here totally legally, and... Uh, the, the IND kind... The immigration of the Netherlands kind of fucked him. Mm. And it's also... And, and it's maybe a little bit of his fault on his part, too, but it was one of these things where, like, some paperwork expired, and in a hot minute, they're like, done, fuck off. And, like, it was, it was mm. some weird shit like this. And he wasn't notified of it, but it doesn't matter because it's already expired, so you're done. And uh, so he had to go through this whole process over the last, like, year of trying to get legal again here. He had a lawyer, all this other shit, court cases open and stuff, and he had legal right to stay for the court cases and stuff, you know, and legal right to work and stuff, so he was still able to do shit a little bit, but he had, like, a, a like just like me, he had, like, a, a, an hourglass over his head, you know what I mean, of which he's going to get deported, deported. And, um... He should be able to stay here. He's fluent in Dutch, and he's he's a fucking great guy. Not a criminal. Never broke any laws while here. It was just some stupid paperwork shit, you know. And I don't think it's even completely his fault, because a lot of times the IND drops the ball, and then they put it on you. It happened to me last week. Uh, the nineteenth was the date that my application was supposed to be approved. Like they have up until the nineteenth to make that decision or to demand more things for you if the application wasn't complete. My application was for sure complete. The 19th rolls along, and I get a I get a message from them saying that uh, we still need this and this from you, but these two things that I that they needed from me, I totally fucking gave them already. So literally within an hour of them sending me that message, I just emailed it right back to them with the things that they needed, like right away, like yeah, they're right here. I just I actually in fact I got these from an attachment of the email I sent you the first time. You know, like here it is again. Uh, thanks for making me wait. You know, and then two days later, then they approved me. But then they're saying, I had to call the IND again because they're saying, like, actually, we need your biometrics stuff. And when I applied, they gave me back my biometrics sheet and said, you actually don't need to fill this out because we already have your biometric information from, mm. your previous, from your previous application and stuff. And it's still valid because it's 2017, so you, mm. you don't have to do any of that shit. Well, turns out that I do need to. So I need to mail that in at my cost again, mm. signed postage to Zvola, and then wait another five days, and then I'm going to get my ID. Then I'll actually have a, one of those pink cards, the European Union Identity Card, you know, an official residence permit for the next two years, in which I can renew it, which is no problem. But, hey. But the, but the thing was, they, they just claimed that I didn't have those things, just to buy themselves some more time. That's what they did, you know? And they do this all the fucking time. They do shit like that to save their own ass, and but it sucks you have to bite the bullet on it and just deal with it, you know? So that, that's what really sucks about it. But, uh, so anyway, his result was that he has to go back and re-enter in three months and, and reapply, which he'll get, which is, he will get it, for sure. He has a lawyer over here that's arranging everything. He has a lawyer over there mm-hmm. that ensured his safe arrival, because in Tunisia they have mandatory military stuff, and he did not go to that. He came to the Netherlands. He's been mm-hmm. here for, like, seven, eight years or something like that, you know? He's been here for a long time, legally, mm-hmm. you know? But uh, he's getting screwed right now. So there was a chance that if he went back to the his country, he might get in big trouble for not serving in the military or something like that. But uh, that they got that all worked out already, and it's fine. It's not. It's mm-hmm. it, it doesn't count for expats for people who legally leave the country. It's, it doesn't count sure. for them. But there's also uh, that country is completely uh, crooked. So there was the possibility that they were going to force him to go into the military. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you could just you could just grease a palm. Hmm. All, all you got to do is put put just just yeah. I'm looking for Mr. Bribe. <laughs> yeah, basically that. A few hundred bucks or something in euros, which is a lot of money for them, and then you're good. So, it's fine. And that's, I guess that's what happened. And now he's fine, he's legal, and he's working on his re-entry, but he does have to wait like three months. Mm-hmm. Like before, the, there's a timer that resets the moment he sets foot out of the country and checks out of the airport with his passport. And three months exactly to the hour within that moment he can come back mm. and that's what he's doing and so he's already been there for about a month already and Nicoline went with him well he went like a week earlier and then she went for three weeks so I think she'll be back next week I think this week or next week <laughs> and uh, that is if she comes back mm. they might just stay there convert her to Muslim <laughs> she comes back she's wearing the full on hijab which is like the ninja straight up ninja style <laughs> can't hang out with us anymore without his permission <laughs> he's gonna be sitting in the corner of the room for every podcast like you cannot talk about that <laughs> that is disrespectful <laughs> I'm just joking he's not that Muslim <laughs> I don't want to blow up his spot but he does he does the things that normal westerners living in Amsterdam would do in their 20s <laughs> he has his fun <laughs> yeah Fucking, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. I don't know. For some reason, we can't. We just can't hang. I don't know. He doesn't want to hang. He has his own life mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. He doesn't really hang. But that's cool, I guess. I don't really care if Nicoline likes him. Then that's good enough for me, because as far as I know, she's a pretty good judge of character on who to date and stuff like that. It's never really mm-hmm. been an issue. My girlfriend is uh, holding a dead mouse. Uh, uh, at the window right now, <laughs> dangling it by its tail. <laughs> what? We're in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> no, we're not gonna pause it. Fuck that. Feed her. She eats every week. You can see it any old time. They live for like thirty years too, so there's gonna be plenty more opportunities to see that shit. Uh, the reason why we have a, a dead mouse dangling in the window is because my girlfriend and I have a snake, uh, just a little corn snake. Nothing special. But that's we don't we're not infested with mice. Is what my point was. Anywho, <laughs> so uh, fuck. And your immigration shit also. I remember a few years ago was a bit bullshit. You were in some stupid shit. Like, I guess you're still kind of in it a little bit. Like, you should be able to be considered Dutch and have a Dutch passport right now, but you don't have one. Isn't that the case? Mm-hmm. And you still do not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you really should because you've been here for, like, 22 of your 30 years. Mm-hmm. And you're fluent in Dutch, and you went to school here, and you <laughs> guys have been living here legally for a long time. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they, they wouldn't give that to you, like your Dutch citizenship. And I know, like, if you don't know how the EU works, it, it might not seem like a very big deal. And if you don't really care about much here, then that's not really a big deal. But that means that there's a few things that you can't take advantage of here, like, for example, voting, as far as I know, right? You cannot vote mm-hmm. in the... Um, I think you can you can vote in the city stuff. Yeah, but but not the Netherlands stuff like the Tweede Kamer yeah. and the Parliament. So you can't vote for that. But you can vote for the stuff in your city. 
Yeah, that, that's the only thing you can do, but yeah. the rest, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's for the whole country itself. You actually have to be Dutch. You have to get your Dutch citizenship to do that. Oh, your passports. Not your well, citizenship, but your passport. Well, but if you have passport, then that means you have a citizenship. Because yeah. then, then you can't have a Dutch passport without being a Dutch citizen. Well, you have to, it, has, it works like that. Sure, obviously. But yeah. You, then at that point, you are Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. Legally Dutch. <laughs> I'm going for that. Because I haven't, like, normally, if I came from maybe any other country, I wouldn't do this. And I would just keep my passport and be fine with it. Or dual citizenship. Um, my country allows for dual citizenship if you want. And I'm totally going to do that. However... There's a new law that got passed maybe four or five years ago, maybe four years ago, that um, you have, as an American expat living in Europe, you have to pay full taxes on top of the taxes you already paid here in this country for the work you've done. So I'm doing, I'm doing work here and paying taxes to the Dutch government <clears throat> and the European Union, but America also wants a taste now of every fucking thing I do. But I have no desire to move to live in America again, you know? I don't have any desire to do that whatsoever. And I don't want to pay all these ridiculous taxes every year. And and it's really like, if you make like 12000 a year, which is not that much for an employed person, if you make more than 12000 a year, you start having to pay like, I don't know, 12%, 15% tax or something like that on top of the taxes you've already paid here. So that for me is a good incentive to drop my uh, American citizenship once I get my Dutch citizenship. And I'll just be Dutch. It's a better passport. You can go to more countries, you know? I'm, I'm better liked as a Dutch person uh, uh, internationally than I would be as an American, you know, with any president, even with Obama. Like, still, you know what I mean? Like, Obama's cool, but you're just a fat, retarded American. <laughs> you said the R word. <laughs> you're not allowed to say that anymore, by the way. Huh? Some people might get mad for, 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 for me saying the R word. I slipped up. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't give a shit, but I like, uh, I like, I like uh, pointing out that I do it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay woke, but I'm really on the beginning stages of that shit. Looks like a I don't say fag anymore, except for that time. <laughs> but I never really liked the word fag or faggot. I never liked it. I never used it as an insult. Or well. I, if if I had like a if I rented a really shitty PlayStation Two game, I would say this game is really fucking gay. I would say that, <laughs> but I wouldn't use it as a person, to a person. You know what I mean? Uh, look at your shoes, you're gay. It's <laughs> a dumb one. It's a really dumb one. <laughs> like, all right. Hey there. Yeah, shady shady five. <laughs> yeah. That was funny that they found that loophole. Mm. They can get away with saying fag if the character is gay. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of um, crazy shit going on in America right now. And I'm sitting back over here, like, only getting, like, the, the blowback wind of it sometimes. And people are yelling about it. They're like, you haven't heard about this? I'm like, no, I live in the Netherlands. So... We don't have a problem when a, when a football player doesn't kneel or doesn't doesn't stand and, and put his hand to his heart during the national anthem at the football game. We don't see that news or care about it whatsoever. You guys get like, 
Americans get really worked up about things and also like through social media and stuff they start to believe that this is like a really heavy international movement and everyone around the world mm-hmm. is outraged about it but really it's just y'all over there it's just the Americans over there I'm over here like wow look at how I, I don't ever want to move there again everyone over there is just freaking out all the time um, more propaganda well yeah Russians are definitely involved in it too you know they've proven now that the Russians interfered with the election. Uh, However, we can also easily prove that the Americans have interfered with elections all around the world in almost the same way. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really going both ways, and uh, <laughs> but they're actually publicizing this this fact about Russia doing it now nowadays. But it does seem that like through social media trolling, they really got. The country in a big fucking uproar. It's proven at this point. It's really crazy. They did documentaries on these Russian troll farms. Where they have huge office buildings full of people creating racist memes. Literally making racist memes. And then other people who are in the troll farm commenting on it. Mm. Or people patrolling the internet finding very heavily discussed news blogs and stuff like that and YouTube videos making flooding the comments with right wing stuff you know and this kind of and, and starting the argument getting people really angry and like really like start everywhere they've proven it they've traced back the like all these comments and stuff and found that they all come from the same locations in Russia <laughs> like it's 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 real this shit is real they totally swayed the election with social media <laughs> it's, oh my god but I don't. But we don't think that that they did it in in collusion with Trump. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he did either. I don't know. Like I think if they wanted to do that, the American, some American company could have taken care of that just fine. Didn't need the Russians to do that. I think the Russians did it for their own reasons. Mm. Anyway. Ah, uh, fucking hell. There's this recent thing um, where this this guy, uh, I have to look up this story. I have to look up this story and I'm going to tell you about it because it's actually unbelievable. It just happened this week. Uh, fake. Okay, so th- this crazy news story came up and it turned out that it wasn't real. And the guy who did it is getting in... in uh, Okay, so, basically this guy named Jesse Smollett, or Jussie, uh, J, J, you, you ever hear of him? You might have heard this story being talked about, right? I heard the name, but I didn't bother to Okay, we do this. Dude, okay, so here's fucking pop-ups. Okay, with that. This is Jesse Smollett, Jesse Smollett. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I'll just read, I'll just read the article, because it's not, it's not that long. Uh, writers of the TV series Empire, known for its jaw-dropping twists and turns of fate... I've never watched this shit. Why are you talking about this? I guess they use it as an opportunity to advertise a TV show. Would have been hard-pressed to craft a plotline as strange as the recent real-life drama of Jussie Smollett. It took over three weeks for the TV star to be recast from victim to villain as the tale of the alleged vicious homophobic and racist attack on him in the early morning hours of 29 January began to unravel. Oh, apparently he's an actor on that show. 
The turnaround appeared to reach its climax on Thursday morning when the actor was arrested in Chicago and the city's police superintendent accused the 36-year-old of taking advantage of the pain and anger of racism to advance his career. Okay. According to the Chicago police, Smollett orchestrated a hoax hate crime attack on himself in which he claimed the two attackers, at his direction, punched him, called him racial and homophobic slurs, poured bleach on him, and hung a noose around his neck. I'm left hanging in my head and asking why, said, uh, said the uh, police uh, uh, mm-hmm. captain. Why would anyone, especially an African-American man, use the symbolism of a noose to make a false accusation? Smollett had claimed that the pair of supporters, uh, were, the pair were supporters of Donald Trump, and his anti-Trump stance had made him a target. Investigators now say that they believe that the scratches and bruises on the actor's face were probably self-inflicted. Johnson, the police chief, said Smollett paid two brothers, including one who was a former co-worker on Empire, $3,500 to orchestrate the attack as a publicity stunt because he was dissatisfied with his salary. Police also believe Smollett sent a racist and, homopho- and homophobic threatening letter to himself at the Fox studio lot where the show is filmed. The actor, who is black and openly gay, handed himself in to police on Thursday morning after he was charged with felony and disorderly contact for making a false police report, a crime that could bring up to three years in prison. The studio behind Empire has said that it's considering its options over his future. Uh, his lawyer said they would have to fight the charge, according to the Associated Press, and he is expected to appear in court uh, a couple days ago. Uh, he expressed cons- the police uh, c- c- uh, captain uh, Eddie Johnson was his name. So Johnson expressed concern that the victim of Smollett's uh, apart- a- apparent fabrication would be future victims of hate crimes who face increased skepticism uh, because of their claims. So, trying to figure out what exactly happened, um, because yeah, okay, they were able to. <clears throat> He he gave graphic details of on on Good Morning America. It's a morning uh, news show, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, describing how his attacker yelled, "This MAGA country N word, this is MAGA country nigger," before beating him. I'm not gonna say N word. It's ridiculous. If it's a quote, I can say it, right? Right. But the <laughs> it really does not roll off my tongue well. But doubts that about Smollett's claims started with reports that he had not fully cooperated with police. Then detectives in a city bristling with 50,000 surveillance cameras could not find video footage of the attack. Um, I don't know if it says it in here, but there was a point where they got him on camera walking into the hotel he was staying at with the noose still around his neck and a Subway sandwich. So apparently after his attack, he went and got a Subway at 2 in the morning. And <laughs> checked back into his hotel all beaten up with a noose around his neck. That, I don't know if that's in this article, but that I did read. Uh-huh. Um, they were able to track down their primary leads thanks to footage from 35 public and 20 private cameras. That information led them to a rideshare trip taken by two male subjects uh, who enabled uh, police to identify them. The brothers, check this out. Brothers should not be taken lightly. They were brothers. Abimbola, Abel, and Ola Binjo Ola. Usandairo were taken into custody for questioning after returning from a trip to Nigeria. They're Nigerians. Where police said they flew immediately after the attack. Um, the pair were released after two days with police saying they were no longer suspects. Police announced a significant shift in the trajectory of investigation. Uh, he was charged on Wednesday evening after the two brothers testified before a grand jury. Uh, he met prosecutors and police, blah, blah, blah. Um... One of those brothers had appeared on Empire. They're like an extra actor at one point. So they hired him to do some shit. Um, 
Speaking outside of the courthouse where the grand jury met, the brother's attorney said the two men testified for two and a half hours. Uh, they didn't do anything. I don't think that they even actually beat him up. Or if they did beat him up, he didn't tell them the context in which they, they, they were, someone was like, Here, here's, here's $3,500 each, beat the shit out of me. Just work the face a little bit and then kick me around and stuff. And that's all I need. You know, that's what he, you know what I mean? Like, and they're like, wow, th- I love this country. This guy's paying me a whole lot of money. Be like, you got it, sir. <laughs> I, thought it was a, I thought it was a sex thing. <laughs> he believes it gives him sexual powers. <laughs> but uh, it raises his limit break gauge, you know? <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so, uh, apparently, like, they actually put those guys in jail. So, like, he might get in even bigger trouble because he was looking to put two innocent guys in jail, probably for a long time, as political prisoners over some, like, you know what I mean? And try and sway opinions on stuff on the Make America Great Again stuff, which isn't great anyway. MAGA is fucking retarded. It is fucking stupid. It is really horrible to have. It's a really horrible thing going on in the States, too. Like, the people that that actually openly wear that stuff are, like, actually really racist people. Like, it's become, it's become, like, the new KK. Mm-hmm. and a lot of people are wearing it and putting MAGA in their in their Twitter handle and stuff and like, like it's it's a big thing and it's a big statement now over there like it means something it means you're really fully in support of the wall you're in, in support of all of Trump's policies like his Muslim ban and stuff and all the other shit it, it's it's some crazy stuff there's some people out there that are really militant about it actually mm-hmm. it's amazing how many people aren't on either side of it just like what the this is both sides of this are insane like the right now like that pendulum of left and right they're both like clack clack on either side of the uh, of the box of the grandfather clock you know like it's crazy like it, it's there's no middle ground either anymore you know it's like you either hate trump or you're a nazi just like him hmm. what was like what if i just like kind of always distrusted politicians and presidents you know now i got to take such a heavy stance on it and just because you think that he's wrong that everything you say is right you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's become quite a you know you're with us or against us kind of mentality, and I'm so glad I don't live there, man. I'm so glad. Yeah. Holy shit! I can't believe this shit though, right? This guy faked a hate crime on himself to try and further his career. He's gonna get some innocent people put in prison over it and stuff. What in the fuck? Wow. Oh, he's not a very good actor, is he? That makes left people look pretty bad right now. Wow. Left used to be the cool thing to be in. There was a point in time where being on the, a, a leftist or something was just the cool thing to be in. Like, fuck, fuck George Bush, you know? George Bush is horrible. Like, you know, screw this guy. And now it's like, both sides are a bit militant and crazy. But the Republicans are actually making a little bit more sense. Not Trump, but... Other Republican candidates are actually seeming quite more sensible than any of the left ones right now. It's weird. Yeah, both sides are ridiculous. Let's talk about who's going to be running for president um, in uh, a couple years, a year and a half or something like that. I think in a year's time, there will start to be the preliminary campaigning where you're going to see, like, hundreds of people campaigning for presidency. Some people have already begun. They're sticking around in Ohio because that's one of the big decision states. So they're doing a lot of uh, rallying in Ohio and stuff. So there's already people running for president. I heard 
Kanye's running for president? Huh. Yeah. I heard, um, there's a fellow, um, by the name of Andrew Yang. I think his name is Andrew Yang. Um, he is a Asian guy, obviously. Um, he is running for president on the platform that he wants to give everyone in America, like, $3,000 a month forever. Hmm. Um because of the burgeoning emergence of automation and a lot of jobs including truck driver jobs are going to go the fuck away mm. they're going to go Amazon's already doing unmanned cars and shit like that they're testing that shit out and they're going to start putting unmanned semi trucks for tra- uh, putting cargo out on the roads and it's working it's nothing to be like freaked out about it. it's fucking working but that means that a huge huge industry of employment is going to go away mm-hmm. um, what they figured out is these um instant data centers for um they've set it set it up like kind of a video game and you sit in a uh, data center at a at a computer just and you have truck simulator pretty much uh-huh you have all the controls right there in front of you and you flip back and, like there's basically like the trucks always know what they're supposed to do and the automated system is supposed to work but there's moments where there's variables and when that happens it sends a flag to the system at the headquarters and a person pops in there and corrects it and makes the decision for it, the AI learns from the correction it makes. So over time, it won't have to make those corrections anymore via humans and stuff like that. So basically, the new truck driving is going to be done by a data center of people, which is a dope job to have, I think. Hell yeah. 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 But that's where we're headed right now. But that means that a lot of people are going to be out of a fucking job. And you're going to tell, like, this 50-year-old truck driver who's been doing this for 30 years, you go back to... You can, they have uh, school programs for people to learn how to do IT stuff for, like, former truck drivers and shit. But the actual turnout of people who actually go on to do something with it afterwards is very low. So it's not really working. Sure. You're not just going to re-educate them into a new <laughs> way of, of working and then they just get a job. And that doesn't really work like that, you know? So this is it's it's a it's a really wild thing. It's it's but that's just going to happen and he's trying to come up with a solution for that and that's the thing that a lot of politicians are often not talking about. And these guys don't get elected unfortunately. But I saw him uh, on a podcast, I think Joe Rogan, uh, for a couple hours giving his spiel and you see he has a great idea. I mean, I would be happy with that that 3000 a month because I would get that from here. I would get it. I'm sure I would. <laughs> Yang for president and <laughs> police. Yang, Yang. <laughs> Chang, Chang. I'm with Yang. <laughs> Yin and Yang. And <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got that guy running. Kanye's running on whatever fucking platform. I don't know. What the, I'm the best. <laughs> um, of course, Trump is running again. Uh, although he might not. You never know. Uh, I think Bernie's going at it again. Bernie Sanders. Hmm. <clears throat> But what's interesting, though, is that even the left is kind of saying, fuck this guy. On the platform that he owns two houses. Hmm. He's just another rich guy. What do you want? You want, like, your buddy <laughs> with the old Buick to be the president just because he doesn't have shit? Like, you need smart, educated politicians. And the people who can afford those types of education tend to come from a bit of money. Hmm. So, chances are you're going to get a rich guy in there. You're just going to have to kind of accept that, you know? Some of them are actually good people. Just because you have money doesn't make you an asshole, you know? Mm. But they already turn... They, that's the weird thing about the left, man, is they immediately even turn on their own kind. They attack each other, man, all the time. 
Like, as soon as you step out of line a little bit and get on the wrong rhetoric, they just fucking castrate you. Like, they even tried to call out uh, Tina Fey once and say, like, she's anti-feminist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tina Fey's maybe the best example of a, of a competent feminist I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and her response to it was like, are you, are you crazy? He's like, I am your leader, is what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Your God. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Oh, what else, man? You got any subjects you wanna glaze over? <laughs> we've only we, we 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 can we we have to go a little bit longer, man. For sure. Where are we at? One hour. Uh huh. I'm okay with one and a half to two. That's usually the length of them. If it goes really good and it flows nice, sometimes we go to three. But anyway. You're good and stoned, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Very nice. It's nice. Aren't you? Yeah, but I mean, uh, I can can live through it. Try not. Good deal. Uh, what kind of weed you smoking? What'd you get? We do this usually on the podcast. We just name the coffee shop and the weed. Right. I got S5 from uh, Millennium. Where's Millennium? I've never heard of that one. Uh, it's uh, around the corner from my house. Oh, okay. It's one in that neighborhood. Okay. That's, that's why I don't know it. I'm unfamiliar with a lot of these tiny little neighborhood coffee shops, of course. Um, I was recently going to, uh, uh, I stopped by the Stud mm. in the east of Amsterdam, because mm-hmm. I need to buy papers, and, like, the only place you can buy papers, uh, no, tippies, the only place you can really get tippies is, like, either from a real smoking store or coffee shops, and it's better to get them at coffee shops, because you can just grab a handful when you buy papers, you know, mm-hmm. and then I just grab a huge stack of them for free. Uh, so I was there recently, and I saw the stuff they have on their menu now. They have, like, a whole bunch of American weed. It's a bit more expensive, but they got, like, the crazy brands, like Girl Scout Cookies, Headband, uh, Bruce Banner, all these, like, funky new types of weed that are grown in California and, uh, and Colorado and stuff. They got that crazy shit now over there. And they also have um, Canadian weed, Canadian import stuff, that is $33.95, so 34 euros for... Uh, two and a half grams. So a little expensive, but apparently it's that fire. Because it's some crazy imported stuff. It's a little more expensive per gram, but it's apparently pretty darn good. The headband, I really want to try. Because uh, It's got its name because literally because when you smoke a bunch of it, you feel like you have a little pressure in the shape of a headband around your head. You actually feel this mm. pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's actually true. It might have been, like, the impression of the person who grew it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, headband, that stuff, it looks pretty nice. When I was there, I saw something at that coffee shop, and I was like, oh, they stole my idea. It's the Coffee Shop Directory Handbook. <clears throat> 2018 edition. Every single coffee shop worth smoking from listed out. I think maybe even they have all of the ones that aren't worth smoking listed out, and they're kind of in order. So they're not funded by any coffee shops because they definitely uh, give bad reviews on bad ones. Hmm. 
and don't go there, that kind of stuff, you know, like, unless this is like a neighborhood coffee shop where people come in from work and stuff like that who don't care about a nice selection, so don't bother going here if you're a tourist, mm -hmm. it's a waste of time, you know, what they have, you can get it anywhere else, like the water snip, for example, yeah. if you come to the Netherlands for like a, a, a weekend vacation and you only went to the water snip, you wasted your money, <laughs> like you, your time. yeah, because there's a lot of hotels right around the corner from there, there's mm -hmm. a bunch of them, that's where a lot of tourists go that are kind of broke, like, they have that blue square, that big blue fucking cube thing. <laughs> Things ugly as hell. The Western, Best Western or whatever hotel there. And, uh, so a lot of, I see, I used to go there sometimes when I was first here in 2009 because it was a one-minute walk from my apartment. Mm -hmm. It was really close by, so what are you going to do, right? Sure. I can go to this one or bike ten minutes to the next one. Like, fuck yeah. that, I go to this one. They got two kinds. Whatever. Hey, so just grab it, you know. Uh, but, uh. When I first got here, I was only rolling, I was only buying pre-rolls and shit, and I was having other people roll joints for me because I couldn't do it. Now I can do it with both my hands tied behind my back. I can just, like, take a rolling paper, a handful of tobacco, and weed, and a tippy, unrolled, just toss it all in my mouth, and just go, <laughs> and just push out a joint, and, and it's already lit. <laughs> Keep a match in there behind my, behind my cheek. <laughs> yeah. So, the Millennium. And that was something that I wanted to do, but um, I wanted to make a, a website directory, an app, that can also give you proximity to the nearest coffee shops and the best rated ones, and you can sort them by rating and stuff like that. Like, kind of how Teisbesorgt uh, and how JustEat.nl used to work, mm. when that still existed. It got bought out by the other guys. Um, where you, like, your, your delivery places for the food, you know, for the food rest or food rest for the restaurants, <laughs> food restaurants, uh... Uh, they're sorted by proximity, basically. Mm. You know what I mean? That's basically how it works uh, on that website. You know, And that would be nice to do for coffee shops. And then when you click on it, you get to see an updated menu. Mm. But that's the thing. It's a little tricky to do that because it's illegal for them to advertise their menu. Mm. But it is not illegal for you to go there and take a picture of the menu mm. unless they're like, no cameras. But you can just kind of... Yeah, you just go, you know? Mm just do it try and get it to happen you know so you can get the recent picture done you know or at least just get a price range going there you know and, and then just be like strains include da -da 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 -da. but they change up quite often so you know we'll update, update this as much as we can da -da -da. but that would also require some legwork to constantly go around and update those menus and shit mm -hmm. you know so it would have to be something that generates money you know but maybe you can if you do it smart enough you can work up uh, like an association with those coffee shops and, you know, make a trip advisor for coffee shops. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, trip advisor, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be really cool. I don't know. I think, be, I think it would be a really cool idea. But in an app form as well, though, you know, mm -hmm. and free, you know, and but maybe with some ads and then pay for ad-free version. Sounds good. I just gotta figure out how to make apps. But I might do it. I might develop that shit. But it requires a lot of legwork, though, man. It requires a lot of legwork. So there has to be some sort of system like people can take photos themselves and submit them so mm -hmm. they get updated. You know what I'm saying? And then maybe that gives them points for doing that. Mm -hmm. And with those points, they can redeem it for... 
promotional items like shirts, coffee mugs, kind of things, papers, mm. with the branded thing on the on the package, or with I don't know if this is allowed to be done because it's a drug product, but like, uh, mm. like discount coupons for certain coffee shops. I don't think that's allowed legally. Actually, they're not allowed to do like actions on weed. <laughs> like they can be like, oh, this week it's twelve euros instead of twelve fifty. Like they can do that, but you can't like get a gift certificate for weed. <laughs> that would be cool as hell, right? Like a like a bulb with home uh, gift card. They swipe it and shit. <laughs> no, but they do raffles. Yeah, they do ooh, raffles, ooh. but they rarely give away drugs on those. They give away paraphernalia. Pipes and papers and shirts and stuff like that. Yeah. Like at the loft. Or wait, didn't the... I think the loft did do like 100 euro vouchers and stuff like that for the big winners. They did money vouchers, didn't they? Sometimes they, they did. Shit. And the uh, Kashmir as well at some point. Yeah, they straight up did, didn't they? Whoa, maybe that is allowed. Well, that might be a thing. Or maybe they're just doing it. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. That I think this is a cool idea, man. Like, just make a coffee shop guide and put like literally every motherfucking coffee shop in there. There has to be a way to search that, like find like from the Commerce Fund Copondo or something like that. The, they are registered there, I assume. So like, find that list of all the mm-hmm. the registered businesses that are coffee shops in Amsterdam. Start with Amsterdam, and then if we get big enough to actually need an employee base. Oh, I can make it Holland, like the whole Netherlands wide, you know. So you can also like, if you're out there traveling somewhere, you know where there's a coffee shop in this weird ass town or something, you know. Mm. It's all I know. Google Maps can do that too, but this is nicer because it actually gives you info about the mm. weed, about what's in there, and photos of the place and pe- people's reviews and stuff. Which also Google does that, but again, more focused on the on what's there. You could even like search by weed type. Like, where can I find Jack Herrer? You know what I mean? Like, or that specific type of string. Where can I find wax and chatter? You know, where, you know, which one has vaporizers that I can use, like volcanoes, you know, that kind of shit. Like, this is such a good idea. Mm-hmm. And so, now that I've put this on a podcast, <laughs> someone's going to do it first. <laughs> well, I might get working on that soon, though. That might be a thing. Gotta come up with a great name for it. Weedly. <laughs> Weedsy. Potsy. Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> Spotify just without the S. Spotify. <laughs> Holy shit, I have to take this. <laughs> Potify. Oh my god, the pot if I have. Okay, that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> it has to be it for sure. <laughs> Would you like to be my first uh, employee on Potify? <sighs> sure. Cool. Uh, what's, uh, what's the job include? Uh, probably going and finding out menus of coffee shops in your area or any areas that you are in at that point in time. Try and snag a picture of the menu and the address of the place. Wait, go where? Find out what? Where, whatever coffee shop you go to, figure out the address, take photos inside, and take a picture of the menu if you can, and so it can be added to the database. And where, wait, then where would I find those coffee shops? Any coffee shop that we have been to, or we haven't been to yet, with with this uh, database idea, basically. So it would start with your neighborhood coffee shops. 
know. Wait, I'm uh What the What the the fuck? Did she say I'm losing my mind? I think that there's a woman on that we recorded it, so I think we can hear it if we if we listen back with audacity and pump the volume. I think she said I'm losing my mind in a melody and then started saying no, no, or yes. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> wow. We got some crazies out here sometimes. Like drunk people will just be chilling here. <laughs> Going crazy like this here of all places, like why? There's nothing here. This is such a weird place to be. Like, I'd, I'd rather be, as far as, like, hanging out somewhere interesting, I'd rather be, like, the Bilebird than here. Mm-hmm. At least it's interesting. Keep you on your toes. You know? Sure. Mm. <clears throat> oh, my God. There's a... I'll touch upon this, because we, we had done a podcast about this earlier with other people with Coon and stuff. Uh, R. Kelly... There was a documentary that recently came out called Surviving R. Kelly, and all of a lot of the women and parents of uh, R. Kelly's victims are coming forward and telling the story, some of which their daughters are still with R. Kelly and refuse all contact with any of their family and friends. It just it's like it's like Scientology for having sex with R. Kelly, basically. It's mm. a complete secret society thing he had formed. He has the you know what the craziest thing of the storyline was? That girl that was in the original sex tape that was contested that he got off on, you know, he got mm. free because the girl herself said, that's not me. Mm. Her family said, that's not her. R. Kelly said, that's not her. And that's not even me. Mm. Like, and even though it's very clear footage, it wasn't like UFO footage. Yeah. It was extremely crystal clear, you know, that it was that girl and him for sure. But good lawyers. And they got him off on that stuff. Well, guess what? That girl is still with him to this day. And his parents uh, the parents of that girl are involved with him for sure, and even like the the uncle of that girl, still to this day plays guitar tracks regularly on R. Kelly's albums and stuff uh-huh. like that. Yeah, and it started he started being on their albums around that time. Hmm. Basically, gave him a career in exchange for his silence. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like like he's he that family was like fuck it, you can have her. Hmm. They basically gave up their child like a satanic pedophilia ring for that girl. That girl is still with him. She is, according to the other girls, the bottom bitch, like the oldest one there. She's been there the longest. She's now an adult. She's now an adult because that was like in two thousand five that she was like fourteen or fifteen. So she's now in her twenties or maybe even closer to thirty at this point. But she's still with him and around mm-hmm. him. She trains the new girls. Hmm. She is the fucking maven who trains the new girls and stuff on what Kelly likes in bed shit like that and the kind of things he likes to insert in you and stuff like that and getting peed on and shat on and stuff like that and like yeah this kind of stuff it's fucked up and he uh, abuses them mentally and physically like they're not allowed to eat they're only allowed to talk to him and they have to constantly have a smile on their face and call him daddy and stuff like that mm. and be really happy to see him like like puppies when you come home from work, they yeah, all have to run yeah, to you. Like, I, I see where it's, it's going. creepy shit, man. And he had, like, special rooms where he would do certain things. Like, he had a room that was all black where all the dark shit would happen. Mm. Like, oh, it's fucking crazy. Anyway, new news that just happened, like, two days ago. Motherfucker is arrested. Because of those documentaries and these girls coming out and the Me Too movement and the Silence R. Kelly movement as well, uh, they actually got him dropped from his record label which throughout all the controversy they never dropped him no matter what 
like, because he would, like, also his record sales never went down. Mm-hmm. Ever. It's crazy. Like, all this stuff that he was, like, that he did that shit. That you can tell he did it, but for some reason he got free. No, no one stopped listening to his music. They still love those jams, you know? Mm. Um, but at this point, Spotify does not uh, put him into curated playlists, and, mm. and you, can't, uh, you can't randomly hear R. Kelly on Spotify. You have to search him. Uh, but Sony dropped him from his la- from the label, which means that he also might not be on Spotify anymore either, because the label puts that shit on there. <laughs> so he his music is being pulled from everywhere, because fuck this guy, and uh, he has been convicted of uh, aggravated sexual abuse, ten counts, from the course of 1995 to 2019. So mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. So those are ten counts, but those counts, each of those counts goes for a long, long fucking time. He did that shit mm-hmm. for like a, more than a decade, each count. So those are ten huge counts of, of, of sexual abuse, aggravated sexual abuse, meaning like he meant to do it, he wanted to do it, he's going to fuck you up over it, and he, and he, you know, like really like not a crime of passion. This was, mm-hmm. I'm doing this shit. And uh, this he's probably going to prison for a long time for this one. So he's actually going to face prison time for this. Because also a new video came out. And this time they couldn't have proved it wasn't him because they were like saying his name in it. Uh, it was very clear who was in it and that girl testified the right way this time. Her parents didn't buy into it. In that documentary they showed one family and they actually rescued their daughter from him. They pulled her out of a hotel and stuff and got her away and drove off all fast like when they rescued people from mm. cults and shit. Like, straight up. She ended up going back to him three days later. Then they rescued her again. And now she's in, like, mental therapy and rehab and mm. stuff and unlearning it and actually, like, going on with her life now and stuff. Mm. It's fucking crazy. Like, the, the the girls that come out of that shit are serious victims, man. Like, they showed, like, 15, 20 of these chicks. It's unbelievable, man. This documentary is totally worth watching, man. I think you would, you would actually kind of enjoy it. Like, in a sense, like, this motherfucker. <laughs> like, and it shows the story of his life, too. Like, he actually had been doing this since before he was famous. He was just that local pedophile in Chicago in the ghetto before he was famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. His brother's in prison, and his other brother is not. <laughs> uh, I don't know, some violent crime or some shit. Gang shit, I don't know. Yeah, man, that's the, oh, that story is so fucked up. R. Kelly is is done though. I'm so glad about that. Like, may he fucking rot in jail, as far as I'm concerned. Because I've never, I've dug, I dug that Chocolate Factory album though. That shit was a jam. <laughs> Step in the name of love, damn, damn. Uh, the song itself, Chocolate Factory, damn. It's a good shit. A good song. It's a good jam. It's for laying your woman down, peeing on her. <laughs> it's a little pp, little pp action. <clears throat> that one has that out. Oh, has that, uh, this is the remix edition to the song about this mm. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Ah, fuck. R. Kelly. Fuck that dude. Also, fuck Bill Cosby. Did you, you do you know the, the stand up comedian Bernie Stevens? I believe. He just died yesterday. Uh, I think he, he took his own life. Oh. He was battling depression very heavily for his whole life and stuff. And he was an excellent stand-up comedian. Uh, had his own TV show on, on, on Comedy Central as well called uh, Enjoy. <laughs> and uh, he, he battles, like, heavy fucking depression. He has, like, manic depression. So he had really high times and really fucking bad times where he has literally the inability to enjoy things and stuff like that. It's really a medical condition. And, 
I guess eventually it was too much for him and he killed himself. It's really fucking sad. The whole comedy community is kind of bummed about it right now. But how did he do it? I don't know. I don't know. The news only just broke, so I guess mm. uh, that info will come out later. I think it was. I think it was pills. Mm. I think it was his medication he overdosed on on purpose or something. Something like that. Sleeping pills or something, probably. Mm. Uh, it's a shame. It's a real fucking shame because that dude's hilarious, man. Hilarious. Like that guy had the ability to work a crowd like no other, and he had. He was that guy that like would. He was never, like, the number one stand-up selling out stadiums. He was a club and, and small theater comedian, but mostly clubs. But he would go on after big names like Patton Oswalt and stuff like that and kill the room. Mm-hmm. Or he would, he would go on, like, he would go on before big names, and then these big names wouldn't be able to follow him. <laughs> you know, shit like this. Like, he, he was, and he's, he was kind of like this nobody comedian, but he would tear the room apart. And the other people would come out and be like, well, fuck. <laughs> and just ruin the rest of the night. No one could land a joke because, like, bring that other guy back on. Oh, he was way funnier than you. <laughs> he was one of those uh, rare talents and stuff. This is supposed to be a comedy podcast. So we're supposed to talk about that kind of shit a little bit. <laughs> oh, there you go. You got a Misha story? Uh, I don't know. Do you? I think all of Misha's stories originate from Misha. Uh. <laughs> so you should, you're the, the keeper of at least most of the Misha stories. Uh, let's see what you got first. Uh, um, there was, well, there's the fact that you were, for a while, I don't know if you still do it, but for a while you would, you would pick up chicks using a, a bird puppet that you found on, on, on King's Day once? Uh. Bought or found? Found. Okay, you found it on the ground or something on King's Day, this filthy puppet, and then you would, like, kind of uh, sneak it out and, like, and, and it like, was not filthy. What? It wasn't even no? okay. Yeah, I think some kids were playing with it like five minutes ago and just left yeah. it there. Okay. You're like, yoink? Yeah. <laughs> right after you walked away, they're like, where's my puppy? <laughs> I didn't even realize it was, what was it first, but I just unfurled it and those big red angry eyes <laughs> stared at me. <laughs> Uh, I have to have this puppet. He's like, you're going to give me so much pussy. Because <laughs> that's what you proceeded to do with it, right? I don't know so much about it. I just remember one time you pulled it out and explained to me that that's what you do. And I was like, good luck. <laughs> but I guess you didn't need the luck, so tell me about it, man. Like, how does, what's the method? Let's uh, just say it works. Well, how do you... What do you okay, so, okay, I'm a chick in a bar. All right? <laughs> I'm sitting there at the bar, I got myself a, uh, what am I drinking? I'm drinking a Cosmo. I'm drinking a Cosmopolitan that I got Where? from the mines, so it's basically, the mines. I asked for a Cosmo right. and they gave me a beer, so I'm drinking my beer. <laughs> it's a beer with a straw in it. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm sitting there, like, yeah, because this also, this wouldn't work at the club. This wouldn't work at, like, Smokies, for example. Like, if you went to Smokies at Rembrandt Fly, you'd probably get kicked out trying to bust out a puppet on some shit. <laughs> Although, gotta film that. Uh, That's a good Instagram story right I there. have been kicked out of Cheeky Monday at yeah. Winston uh, for wearing my cape. What? For wearing a cape? Yeah. Why? It was just the one time when they had this, this new bouncer. Mm. <clears throat> um, I, I don't know, man. Whatever. Well, but lesson learned, unfurl all cape, capes in the door, like when you're already in. Once you got the wristband, unfurl. You know? Anyways. Get your beer, walk in the crowd. <laughs> Dracula. He was gone shortly after, and then things just went back to normal. Okay. As a matter of fact, every time I 
see the guy every time uh, that I uh, see the guy uh, from the party, mm -hmm. he's always asking about the cape. <laughs> because I stopped wearing it for a long time. And so I was like, where's the cape, Misha? Where's the, the cape, deal, Misha? Asshole, now you want the cape? <laughs> you were the only person against the cape, Jerkoff. Well, pretty much. Like, he is, he's, he's, he's very fucking enthusiastic. And, I, and yeah. when I finally brought it back, he was all over. Like, yeah! Oh. <laughs> yeah! Well, maybe, you know, that's his way of, of apologizing. Maybe he actually did feel bad about that one. Especially once he realized that you were a regular of that, of that particular event and stuff like that, you know? Maybe he did feel bad about it. But he wasn't going to be like, I feel bad about it. He was just like going to like verbally announce that he's okay with the cape, basically. No, he's always been, he's always loved the cape. Okay. He's always been clear in that. Except for that one time. Oh, no, 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 I'm not talking about the bouncer. Oh, okay. No, 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 I thought you were talking about the bouncer. No, he, no, 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 no. Then he turned a new leaf. <laughs> no, like, this was the only guy who had a problem with it. Hmm. And like, th nobody else cared. Well, he kicked you out, so that means you're already in, right? I was in, yeah. So what, you were like dancing around, waving your cape around, and you didn't like it? Oh, no, I, uh, I think I wanted to go outside for a smoke, uh -huh. and he saw it and got in my ass. Oh. And I was like, hey, uh, this is... He just points to the sign, no capes. <laughs> I was like, hey, this is not, not the dress-up party. Uh, who the fuck are you, fashion police? Uh, He's like, sir, every day is dress-up. Life's <laughs> boring. Wow, okay. So the puppet. I'm, I'm a girl at a bar. I'm at the mines. I'm one of these trashy chicks at the mines. I got like half my head shaved and the hair that I do have is like greenish purple. Badly done, so some of it blends into like a brownish color. Um, I got a bunch of piercings. I have gauged earlobes, but I don't have the rings in right now, so I just got those weird flappy things hanging in there. <laughs> I'm wearing a tank top. I don't shave my armpits. Uh, but... Look, it's, it's two in the morning. Everyone there is trying to kind of fucking group up. I'm a little standoffish because I don't like these guys. They're not hardcore enough for me. I need a real scraggly guy. I need a guy... I need a guy with, with rough edges. I need a guy with, with character. I'm sitting at this bar, and, and, and along comes Misha. Misha. Misha pulls up next to me, and he orders a beer. Or whatever it is he drinks. A Mai Tai. He orders a Mai Tai. The bartender gives him a beer with a straw in it. <laughs> you sit there at the bar. You take a look at me. I don't look back. I kind of give you a little look like, don't talk to me. And then you're like, oh, you don't want me to talk to you, huh? Well, I'm going to crack this nut. Because that's me. She's like, oh, a challenge, huh? Challenge accepted. So then, what do you do? How does the puppet come into play? I'm sitting here looking at my drink. What do you do? I'm gonna bust up my little friend. Uh -huh. Get on and get nice and close. And whispers in your ear. Say, baby, you wanna lay down with me? Really? Is that what you say? Well, <laughs> have you? Is that there's many phrases. Start trying them out every once in a while and be like. Just at one point you realize it doesn't matter what you say. She's like, no pancakes on Tuesday. <laughs> you gotta make hay while the sun shines. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And then at that point you make the girl giggle, right? 
with my little friend or something, right? I suppose. But basically, it's, it's you don't like. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like, is it just an icebreaker, or do you keep up with the puppet the whole time and like to the point where basically when you take her home at night, she's having sex with the puppet more than she's having sex with you. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> she's like, can you move aside? Thank you. And you like the puppet in her face, like, <laughs> this, ah, ah. like do it all the way to the bitter end, like keep up with it. <laughs> like, like, like at first it's an like icebreaker, but like, oh, he's really serious about this puppet personality. <laughs> Uh, good times. <laughs> no, 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 no. Whatever works. <laughs> Whatever floats the boat. <laughs> no, it does make for a good icebreaker. But it is basically an icebreaker, okay. And the mines is a place where, like, that kind of thing wouldn't be completely out of place. Like, here's a silly guy. That's a place where it'd be okay. Like, there's a, there's a place right next to it, or, like, just down the street, uh, Skyrim. You know that shithole? That hipster shithole? Um, that place wouldn't tolerate your puppet. They wouldn't want your puppetry act. Uh, it's, uh, it's a whole different type of crowd. Oh, yeah. Very different. Yeah, yeah, I hate that place. I've been, I've been, that's why I never, that's I've been brought there. there. I've been there twice. You know how I've been there once brought there by somebody and I hated it? And then I was also there once on fucking King's Day. Ooh. Yeah. Why? Yeah, and what I was saying, like, you wouldn't hear this out of my mouth normally. I was like, you guys, you know the mines is, like, five doors down, right? Why the hell are we here? Like, the mines is probably way more fun and Espe- chill. Especially on King's Day. Yeah. That's... I've been in there, I was, we ended up going in there, and it was dope. But it was really packed, though. And, actually, Chris, uh, fucking got really pissed at my ex. Now, it, oh. there was another time, okay, check this out. He got really pissed at my ex once. <clears throat> this was a time where I was working on King's Day. Mm-hmm. I was working at Mitsos, working at the restaurant. And uh, so I worked that day. I didn't know about it. But when I came home after work, after a long fucking day of working on King's Day in the center of the city, it was very busy in that restaurant all day, people ordering street food, you know? Um, <clears throat> I come home and everyone's arguing. People are crying. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because I was like, really? I haven't even set my purse down. <laughs> I just got home. <laughs> And, uh, so apparently what happened was, uh, so Chris, he was really drunk at the mines and he was partying and dancing and he was sloshing beer all around and he spilt beer over my ex a bunch, like a Mm. whole lot of beer, like to where she had to take a shower afterwards because she just stank like a beer whore. You know what I mean? Like really bad. And what she did in response, because he was like, oh, sorry, and she just, like, she turned her beer over on his head. (laughs) Now, her beer had, like, seriously, four drops in it. It was, like, Mm -hmm. little drops. It wasn't... She got splashed, like, multiple times by him. She put a few drips on his head. He fucking grabbed her by the throat and picked her up Darth Vader style. Huh. This all happened while I wasn't around, you know? So that was, uh... That was a weird situation. And I was like, I wasn't even there. Like, why the why do why do I have to be the one to deal with this? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that shit was crazy. Well, you were living with crazy people. Yeah. Well, his brother was cool. Hmm. Kais is chill. I love that dude. Oh no. He's a chill gamer internet dude who's a smart programmer and loves the right games. You know. Oh, nobody's complaining about him. No, not at all. I got no complaints about that guy. Um, yeah, Chris sucked, though. 
<laughs> this guy sucked. He was cool at first, but then eventually he just turned into a total prick. And then I did too, but only because he did. I was like, I was like fuck this dude. But yeah. Mm-mm-mm. What else? What do you got? Give me a Misha story, man. Mm. Oh, I can't just force it. <laughs> I can't just force it. <laughs> yeah, I have to do One thing that I would like to do with you eventually, we got to do another podcast, but we got to do a Simpsons podcast. Hmm. Not like a series, but one episode where we sit here for a few hours. Sure. We should maybe do our, our homework a little bit beforehand. And discuss The Simpsons and the first seasons of The Simpsons and where things went wrong and why things went wrong. What comedy was good and what went away that made it bad. Like, oh, it's, it's just worse now. Like, well, that doesn't really explain it. What exactly changed? You know what I mean? Like, the animation being updated and looking cleaner, I actually like. That's one thing I really love about the new Simpsons, by the way. <laughs> I love how clean and, and nice it looks and everything. It looks great. I wish they had the old writing with this animation because that would be awesome, you know? But, like, you're not going to get Conan O'Brien on that show again. You're not going to get all the original writers and stuff. Conan was uh, on for, like, the first four or five seasons. Mm-hmm. Monorail, he was head writer on mm-hmm. He wrote the Monorail episode. That gives you an idea of the caliber of shit that he was writing for The Simpsons. Good mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> Monorail is excellent. <laughs> uh, Monorail's king. Monorail. <laughs> Monorail. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to do that with you. Like that would be a lot of fun if we can if we can set that up next week or something, or some other time. That would be cool to do. Uh, Nicoline will not join for that one because she doesn't give a fuck about the Simpsons. And it's also kind of like, hey, what's up with that? I kind of find it weird that I'm friends with or date people that don't like the Simpsons. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. kind of always saw myself getting with somebody who just like knew Simpsons uh, inside and out like me. But I just gotta fulfill that hole with you. <laughs> you make it sound so dirty. You would think that Sammy would be a huge Simpsons fan too, but he's not. Mm-hmm. He's not really. Why, why would you think that? I, I just it just feels like that humor is right up his alley. Mm-hmm. And The Simpsons has a lot of deep, consistent stuff. It's not uh enough. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, uh, that yeah, uh, that that's why that's why uh, he grew, he grew up like watching like Pumpy and shit like that instead. Like that's more up his alley. He, yeah. he, like he's half fifty, half his father. Uh, yeah. <sighs> he's also a guest that needs to be here, and eventually, what we should do is all three of us, mm-hmm. all three of us in a podcast. Uh, with uh, with yeah, well, that's not a podcast though. We're gonna do some other stuff with that for sure. For sure, we should we should busk this summer with that shit. <laughs> we should go. We should prepare some songs, man. Uh, Garner World Tour. We can we can translate like the Hello song into that. And, you know what I mean? That would be amazing. Uh, we would need two digitals, and at least and and one 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 normal. Oh man, I would I can't wait to have those things we can't talk more about it on this podcast though because sammy's one of the people that does every every once in a while do a listen <laughs> <laughs> can't tell him more about it we're gonna have so much fun with that shit though it's gonna be great 
Oh my god. But yeah, Simpsons podcast. We definitely have to do that soon too. And uh, maybe make it a Simpsons Sunny thing. Have you finally... Oh, you know what? Maybe we can just do a little bit of a Sunny thing right now. Did you finally watch the rest of that season? No. What? Still not? No, and so, no. And I don't want to hear anything more about it. Okay, fine. Why not? Uh, Because, to my knowledge, it's still the last episode of of the show. If it's the last episode of the show... I'll be surprised, man. I don't think that's the okay, case. Okay, well, either way. Um, anyways. Um, I could, um, How many of them did you watch? Everything except the last one. Everything except the last but, one. Okay. But by now, it's not such a big thing anymore. I'm just in a hurry. Okay. But so, remember the... the what did you, okay. What did you think of the rest of the season? Huh. Up to par, or... Not too shabby. Not too shabby, okay. I really enjoyed it. I liked the season. There are a few of those episodes were incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the two-parter. <clears throat> with with Charlie, Home Alone, Locked yeah, in the yeah, yeah. yeah. All the Home Alone references there was fucking amazing. I loved that shit. I really liked it. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, also... Films. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and then the part two thing where they're over at actually at yeah. the game and stuff, this whole, and how it played together, that was very, very... Excellent, excellent shit. And I'm surprised you didn't watch that final one. I will eventually, but... but uh, Don't you want to see how they all die? I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Yeah. But uh, let me know when you do. Mm-hmm. Because then we can also do a breakdown of when that show went wrong, too. Because there's some things that changed in that show that weren't so great. I think there's a point where they started intentionally parrying themselves a little too on the nose, and it became less cool. Mm-hmm. There was the episode where 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 they were redoing everything, mm-hmm. the gas crisis thing, and yeah. the episode ended with rum ham like that one. Yeah. That one was a great episode, but afterwards they're like, yeah, but seriously though, we're gonna start doing that a lot more. <laughs> and then they actually did just start kind of rehashing their old jokes and material, saying, oh, we just do the same thing over and again, over and over again. And my thought was that maybe that is a coded message they've been sending us for for a few seasons, saying like, "Yeah, we've been doing. You guys notice that we've been doing the same shit over and over again every year. Like, like they kind of say that sort of stuff to each other all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe they are done with doing it. They're all trying to do different projects, you know. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, you know, I don't expect anything new. So like almost all of them have their own TV shows. You don't expect anything new. I think at least one more season will. Maybe. Just from the way that it concluded, I think one more season will happen. And it's not because there's any, like, story-changing crazy thing or anything. Nothing like that. It was just, like... It didn't conclude anything. No, it didn't seem like that was the end of the show. And it's not like they're being cancelled. Mm-hmm. So if they're ending, it's their choice, because their show is very popular. So They would do it differently. Yeah, they sure. would definitely... Yeah, so... Th- sure. Spoiler-free, I would say, like, uh, that doesn't seem like the last episode to me. Okay. I, I wouldn't say so. You know, the season finales are always big. They're always sure. more the higher production ones of them, yeah. and that's definitely the case, but it wasn't like something like, oh, the bar burned to the ground and that was it, and they all moved away. There's nothing like that whatsoever. So, Yeah, interesting. But it was also, uh, even Mitska agrees. Uh, she, uh, Mitska thinks like it was the, the fucking best thing that she ever saw in it. Mm-hmm. It was really the best thing. You know, it was, wow. And it was really good. Yeah, 
I'm actually like wondering if, if Sonny is a show that could actually exist in the American political climate at this moment in time mm. because social media freaks out about every little joke and thing that goes on and they were harsh in that show. Like, they, <laughs> so many times they say horrible things in that show. And you just hanging from the rafters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> What? <laughs> it was a quote. Yeah, okay, Hitler. <laughs> oh, so or, far, really. or the uh, um, uh, they went against uh, little people in an episode with the leprechaun. <laughs> Pretty hard. <laughs> oh, they, <clears throat> the return of the uh, rover. Then, uh, the return of the what? When Dennis gets his car, gets a new car. Oh yeah, the the Range Rover. Yeah. When. I forget, actually. That was from the new season, though, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, Mac and Charlie beat up a bunch of kids. Oh, yeah! Right, that that episode was classic Sunny. That one was awesome. When I saw that one, I was dying laughing, because it just ended in, like, a child bloodbath. Like, they just destroyed these kids. And the bank kid, Frank. Yeah. Get... Crashing and crashing cars. Yeah, 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 I remember this now. I actually should watch that season again. I really should. I should watch that season again. Just to solidify it. I only saw it once, basically. Yeah, there's moments, for sure. There was the female Wade Boggs episode. Mm. The all-female Wade Boggs episode, which is pretty good. Yeah. I like all of them. They're good. They're good actresses, all of them. The character that plays Artemis, I love her. <laughs> the lady who plays Artemis, I mean. I think yeah. I actually think her real name is Artemis. Hmm. I think that's her actual... She's just a character actress, you know? I've seen her in a couple other things. And she's actually fat, right? Artemis? Yeah. She's... She even has, like, the same... In other shows that she plays, she looks and talks exactly the fucking same. So she plays that character all the time. She's like that 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 no-nonsense friend, you know? Yeah. In Sunny, she's a little more abstract and bizarre. Mm. But she's just, like, this kind of, like, oh, whatever, I'm gonna go smoke weed. Sure. <laughs> One of these characters, you know? Um, yeah. And, uh... There was an episode with, with, with Cricket in this season, right? Wasn't there? If I recall correctly, like he was just. There should have been, uh, but uh, I think there was where he was the focus of the episode. Didn't it happen this season too? I thought it did. I don't remember. I know in the season before they did the thing, uh, where it was like him getting his life back together and working with his dad, and then he meets that girl with the bell around her neck, which it just oh, turns yeah. out what he actually did was did meth and made out with a dog for a few days or some shit, like. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the last thing I remember, though. There was something else with him afterwards. Yeah, yeah there was other stuff. <laughs> ah. Oh, he stole he stole Green Man. Yeah, he stole Green Man to get on the bus, and he's he's in that episode as well. Yeah, that's true. That's where he was. Yeah, that's where he was indeed. Yeah. Yup, he stole Green Man. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> ah, fucking sunny. That's such a great show. It's a shame that it's coming to its end. We knew that was gonna happen, mm-hmm. but it went on for a long time for for a live action TV show. They don't usually keep it together for that long. But Danny DeVito is definitely the glue of that shit. <clears throat> And every and every and not a single bad episode. Like, Let me try and think of a bad episode. Ah, but but you know, 
in, okay. in, in a Final Fantasy, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, but, 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 but there's no bad to the series. There's some weak ones, but yeah, you could start anywhere in that series if you've never watched the show, and you'll probably have a good time. That's for sure. Oh, for sure, have a good time. One of one of my uh, absolute favorite episodes though was uh, where they do where they where they get struck by lightning and wake up black. Mm. <laughs> it's a musical. Give me one good reason. Oh. <laughs> that episode was great. Like Frank's song where he's gonna he's like, I'm gonna say then word <laughs> That was really great. <laughs> Him singing that song was was amazing. <laughs> oh, you mean old black man. <laughs> <laughs> He's over there taking a nap. <laughs> Old black man. <laughs> Fuck it out. Do you watch, uh, did you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No. It's a decent show. Okay. We've gone through the whole series. It's not as wild as Sunny, but it is good. And it's got good people in it. It's got a lot of good jokes. It's definitely worth watching once. When you're running out of good comedy shows to watch, it's a good one. Did you watch Key and Peele? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got you see that whole shit. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 very nice. <laughs> that's a really good show. <laughs> <coughs> Did you guys catch Chappelle's show over here too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mitska never saw it, so uh, I showed her the whole series like a few we weeks did. ago and stuff. Uh, good shit. It's only two two seasons, and then like three episodes of the third season, basically without Dave Chappelle. I didn't realize that third season was so short. Hmm. It's three episodes, and that was at the point he had, he had already run off to Africa at that point, or wherever. He was very he, he did not like what he saw in Hollywood, and also when they negotiated the show, uh, they gave him very little money to do the show. Then that motherfucker took off huge. Comedy Central was making millions and millions and millions and millions, and Dave Chappelle and all the actors and the people on that show they were putting the work into putting out were just making thousands. They're making very little money to do it. And that's part of the reason why he went away, but he also said that he saw a lot of shit that he didn't like in Hollywood. Mm. A lot of weird, freaky-deaky shit. Sure. Like, also, that uh, R. Kelly thing. He did that Piss on You, R. Mm. Kelly song and stuff like that. Apparently, R. Kelly's goons, like, fucking cornered and threatened him in his own hotel room once over that shit. Huh. Like, don't be talking about R. Kelly ever again, shit like that, you know? Mm. He, 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 like, just a month or so ago in a, in a comedy club in Los Angeles or New York, I can't remember which, actually was drunk on stage and he told that story for the first time of how uh, R. Kelly's goons cornered him and shit and, like, were trying to fuck him up. Like, trying to rough mm-hmm. him up over, over doing that fucking sketch. Like, whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. But, that, but you know, he found out that, like, I think, he, he never really said the specifics, but I think he said, he's, he saw a lot of things he didn't like, like this Hollywood pedophilia stuff and mm-hmm. how it's kind of accepted and just kept quiet because they have a lot of money and they generally mm-hmm. have a lot of money and it doesn't matter what their par- private interests are, they keep it separate. But he no, was just kind of like, thing, fuck man. these dudes, you know? Like, he's much smarter than that, you know? He was, yeah. So he just kind of said, fuck it, and decided to connect a little bit more with his roots and see what, you know, life is really all about, and he walked away from that show. Already had a ton of money, aside from Chappelle's show. He had, you know, sure. very successful, and now he doesn't eat. I think he's Muslim now? Huh. Uh, his, his sister's actually so Muslim, she wears the clothing and everything. And, uh, what's, uh, what's his new name? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's actually Muslim. I don't know. Hmm. I don't... I don't, I don't know maybe he is if he has a name I don't think he's legally changed it's just for you know hmm. in yeah, yeah in the yeah mosque he should, he I don't should, know. He should go full mosque and come back 
Mm. But you know, there's this is different kind of Muslims, man. This is this is fucking Black Power Muslims, man. This is Black Panther Muslims, not the mm. not not the halalalala Muslims. This is a this is a different stuff. My girlfriend's coming out here to have a cigarette, which is great. This is like around the end of the podcast, I'd say. We made it to two hours, man. This right. is fantastic. Well, I would like to say thank you so much for coming and doing this, man. <laughs> and I want to do it with you again. We should we should study more some direct topics and have a debate about some shit. Mm-hmm. We should do a fucking Final Fantasy episode. We should do a Simpsons episode. We should just, like, break it down and just start breaking down shit, you know? Albums we discovered in the 90s. Because that's another weird thing about us. We discovered that we were both discovering the same exact kind of music. Ocean Apart. But I mean, like, really specific weird albums. Like, oh, yeah, I heard that one, too, when I was a kid. We listened to it all the time. <laughs> like, we had a few of those. Like, those old Chili Peppers albums. Mm-hmm. They weren't... You, those weren't really floating around publicly like Blood Sugar Sex Magic. The earlier albums were like, kind of hard to find. So if you mm-hmm. found that when you were like 10, it's kind of odd. You know what I mean? <laughs> to find Uplift Mofo Party Plan when you're like under 15 is kind of odd. You know what I mean? But we had a lot of those uh, synchronicities, I noticed. Fuck yeah. Anyway, thank you all for listening. This podcast is brought to you by... <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, next week... Huh? Fight milk. Fight milk. Pack with protein. But, uh... (laughs) No, thank you for listening. Maybe next week we have Nicolene back. I'm not sure. Or not. (laughs) But, uh, we'll find out next week. So, thanks for listening. Catch you next week.